Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to ABG, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And I'm Mel. So, how has everyone's weeks been? It is a Saturday morning. Yeah. And we are all at my place recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week was long for me. So what do you have going on? Well, so for my team, we're actually having this huge shoot on Monday with this influencer. I don't think I could say her name yet, but it's been a whole ordeal running around trying to figure all the details out. So that's why I've been stressed at work and I've been brain dead at home. It's okay. It's the weekend. You're yeah. Here. Yeah. And I'm kind of sad too because um, my man friend is not here anymore because he's in Taiwan for like 10 days. So oh, he's- so he's like, is this the first, is this like the longest period you guys have kind of been apart per se since you started dating your man friend <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah I mel's boo mel's boo yeah actually i guess i guess i can say he's my boyfriend now Aww. i know update wait i'm pretty sure our listeners want an update okay i'm getting shy <laughs> okay so last time we talked about this um i just met him and i we've been starting a date yeah and we were deciding on going to that wedding right yes yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in sf yes yes well he ended up going to the wedding with me it was really fun, and he met my parents, and that went really well. My parents actually really like him a lot. My dad actually doesn't really talk to anyone because he's really quiet and just speaks Chinese, but he was able to talk to him and conversate. In Mandarin. In Mandarin, okay. so, oh, that's you nice. know, brownie yeah. points for the boo thing. Yeah. Um, but it went really well, and then a month later, he asked me out. Aww. Like, formally. Formally. How did he ask you out? Okay, so. Were you guys on the beach? No. Were there flowers and hot Cheetos involved? Do you hold his shoes? (laughs) No, no shoes involved. Uh, No, we were wearing shoes. I was like, wait, that's weird. Um, Shoes were off. What else was off? No, no, not like that. But um, it's actually a pretty sad day at work because people were getting laid off. Mm. And it was, we were supposed to have lunch. And then I was like, hey, things are, weird things are happening at work. I don't think today's a good day. And he's like, okay, I won't come in for lunch. Um, Let's grab dinner instead. I was like, okay, that sounds fine. He told me to call him when I'm when I'm in my car, and I was like, "Why are you?" I was like, "Just tell me where to meet, because why am I why am I gonna go in my car?" Why do you need to know exactly where? Yeah, I why am. did why, why is to be in the car? But that day was so stressful. I was like, "Okay, whatever." I went to my car and I call him because I always call him when I drive back home, 
And I was like, hey, so I'm in my car now. Um, anyways, today was so weird. And all of a sudden, I hear a knock on my window. And he's standing outside my car with, like, a bouquet of roses. Oh. And I was, like, literally in shock. Because I was like, how that did you... That actually probably would have freaked me out. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily it's the... in the dark. And the... But luckily, the sun was out. <laughs> But I was okay, like, okay. wait, so it wasn't dark. It's employee parking. How'd you get up here? <laughs> huh. Do you think it was a proposal? No, no. <laughs> you're like, no. You're like, dude, this little soon. <laughs> In my parking garage. No, but he was like, this is not the only reason why I'm here with these flowers. And I'm just like, holy shit. Even right now talking about it, I'm sweating and I'm getting really flushed. <laughs> or maybe because it's just really hot in here. <laughs> But yeah, like then he like asked me out and then I got really shy. Aww. Then we went to get pho because that's like the best thing ever. Cute. <laughs> that's a very Mel celebratory meal. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> hot Cheetos, but I, I think pho is a very, it's a good alternative yeah. for sure. That's cute. So you've been formally together for about three months, and but you've known each other now for five or six months. Mm-hmm. So this is usually when you get deeper into a relationship, you start to maybe run into differing opinions mm-hmm. or you might have like mini, mini fights or like big fights or whatever that is. So why don't we kind of talk a little bit about that? And since the three of us all have different kind of perspectives, mm-hmm. Samel, you're kind of newly into a relationship. Helen, you've been in, t- in a relationship now for like many years. A couple of years. How long? <laughs> Two to three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I am not in a relationship, but I've been uh, in the last couple of years dating. So that has its own different experience of like mm-hmm. how you might clash with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we share with our listeners today? We wanted to talk a little bit about problem solving. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now that Mel, you um, and your boo have been dating, some of those warm and fuzzies in the beginning, maybe, you know, you might be facing some like harsher realities. Yeah, we definitely still have those moments where, you know, we're in bed cuddling and it feels so great. And I feel like, oh, I'm so like giddy. Cloud nine. I, yeah. still feel, I definitely still feel that way. But I think me and him are both very opinionated people. So I think with that, sometimes we have like a mix of opinions on things and we start clashing on certain things. Mm. Um, also, one thing I did notice being in a relationship, like we have situations and problems here and there. But for me, just being single for so long, mm-hmm. having to deal with someone else that's really important to me has been an issue. Mm. Because it's just like, oh, what is this new thing yeah. in my life? You know? So I guess just stepping back a little bit. So you haven't been in a relationship since like five, six years ago, right? So this is brand new for those who are right. just joining us and listening. It's been, yeah. Mel just got a boo a couple months ago and she was not in a relationship for like five, six years before. So this is like completely new, I guess. Is it what you had expected it to be like? Loving this other person and Mm -hmm. feeling like they kind of complete you in a way, but also feeling like you have to deal with these problems and and issues. I think you're right. Since I haven't been in a relationship, actually since I was 19, I haven't been Mm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. dated. So it's during that break of not being in a relationship I fantasize of what it's going to be like right mm. and the fantasies of it being like loving and giddy and all these like oh my god moments are there for sure right. when it comes to problem solving when I fantasize about that I thought be okay we'll talk about it in five minutes it'll be solved mm. so one thing I am noticing about me and my boo thing is like when we problem solve problem solve differently mm-hmm. or in a sense that like you're for, on different wavelengths exactly yeah. like for me I cry like a baby I literally cry all the time when like or not all the time but when I when there's conflict my first initial reaction is to cry. It's sadness. It's sadness. Yeah. And I'm used to um, talking things out and like, I'm really sensitive actually. And so with him, he's a little more like, he gets really like heated and he gets mm. mad. And he's not that like, a lot of my friends, they date guys who are like the quiet people. Like when they're mm. mad, they just stay quiet. Mm. But with uh, this, but with me and him, we just different. talk yeah, yeah. about like, well, I think this, and no, oh, I think that. And it goes back and forth a lot. Mm. And then as we talk, it kind of like, we aren't really seeing each other anymore. We're just talking on our sides. Mm-hmm. And then we just both get upset. 
us three have talked about this before, but when you're younger, relationships feel a lot easier, right? right? Like less fights because there's less weight on Mm -hmm. every argument. Versus I feel like now when we're a little bit older, we're like, oh shoot, this might be the one. And then anytime you fight, it brings up problems and you're like, oh, you project that into your future because you're like, is that something that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life? So you put more weight on it. And then you just get more like angry about the the problem. At least that's how I felt in my relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, now that we're older, I'm noticing that like I get more upset about things, mm-hmm. and then my partner also gets more upset about things. It's like why are we fighting more than you know I used to mm-hmm. in the past when it, I'm expecting it to be very puppy lovish like it yeah. has been in the past. Yeah. So personally, I guess that's that's what I've faced. Yeah, I think also at least for me personally as well, as I get older, I feel that I'm, I establish different parts of my life more and I get more clear about my values. There are more things that I will have a strong opinion about, mm-hmm. right? Versus mm-hmm. when I was younger, like I wouldn't necessarily fight about it because I didn't feel so strongly about it. But now as you develop more as a person, you have like certain things that you, you have a hard time budging on, right? Or exactly. even, even if it's not values, even if it's a lifestyle, like maybe I go to bed early now and mm-hmm. you go to bed late. And mm-hmm. like, that could be such a simple thing that mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're not able to work together on that could be a, like a deal breaker. I don't know. And I almost feel like that's, that's such dangerous territory because nowadays with like dating apps and how easy mm-hmm. it is to access like the Everyone. amount of people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if they don't fit into this certain box, then yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, if they, if they don't sleep early, then I can't live with that and I'm going to yeah. find someone else that does and has every other characteristic as the guy that I'm talking to yes. right now, right? So it's like, it, I feel like there's no budge almost. Like people yeah, yeah. people nowadays are more like... More willing to cut things off. Yeah. Right. Like, that, and that's actually a really big theme I want to talk about for mm-hmm. my personal... Yeah, but we can... No, but I... But <laughs> no, when Jenna was talking, like I totally agree because I think since I've been single for so long, the strongest relationship I have is with myself. And to the mm. point, like, mm. I know, like, I think I know myself so well and I know yeah. how I go about my day-to-day. My friends know me so well. Yeah. And now bring in this person. Just met me. Right. But now he's this most important person in my life. He's supposed to be, right? Right. And having him to figure me out and I me for him, then I start questioning, like, oh my God, are we, oh, we're kind of like disagreeing on this. Wait, this is something I really, I think very importantly, this is, yeah. or this is my value. But then I ask myself, wait, am I being like too... Am I not inflexible? I, like yeah, how much should not, you budge and how much should you exactly? Because right? you don't want to yeah. you don't want to give up too much of yourself, but at the mm-hmm. same time you want to be able to um, compromise with someone you care right. about, and so that's like an internal struggle mm-hmm. coming from single as fuck to like being in a relationship, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That, that that is a very difficult place to be though it's like it, right like how much do I compromise about myself mm-hmm. in order to make it work with this other individual and is yeah. that other person the right person for me to invest this much of myself into him exactly into this relationship well since it's still premature for my relationship I feel like when we do fight we always end up with we still want this to work right man like I think one thing I'm learning so much is every relationship is gonna have their issues but choosing the right person you want to fight with, that's what, for me, it's making me go, mm-hmm. I want to work this out with this person. Mm-hmm. You put any two people together and you, because you're different individuals, you're going to clash on things, mm-hmm. right? So like what is going what is going to make it worth getting through together is you have to really want it and you want them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, this is coming from someone who's like not in a relationship. No, 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 no. <laughs> I haven't been in one for many years. Well, well so. I do want to ask you, Janet, because I feel like now that you're in the dating, you're in the dating scene, like, do you Mildly, feel- I have like one toe in. <laughs> no, we, we see your Bumble chats. We see, well, we actually see the fool you have to talk to, and I'm just, damn girl. Yeah. <laughs> one toe in. That's a very like weird visual. <laughs> you see this? Um, but now since you're in the dating scene, like, mm-hmm. do you feel like 
when it when you see a quick problem with someone you're automatically like this is not going to work out yeah that's exactly based on what helen was talking about before i i catch that in myself a lot and i know that you know speaking or not only do i see that in the guys that i'm dating but i see that with a lot of my single girlfriends too and because the dating app culture makes you it gives you either the illusion or the reality that there's a lot of other options Mm -hmm. you feel like um if something's not going to work like it's not even about being greedy and finding better, but it's like that, That yeah, like I, this person isn't right for me, right? If you have that fantasy of the right person, mm-hmm. like the right person would not, like we wouldn't fight or we wouldn't, or he wouldn't do this or I wouldn't be that way around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I'm actively trying to check myself a little bit more on, but I still struggle with that, right? Because it's like, how much do you invest? And especially at this point, mm-hmm. when you're barely dating, like I might not have, um, I might've gone on one date with a person. What helps me decide whether... I should continue to go on a second date or if I should, you know, kind of alter and find someone else. I almost feel like dating apps and just dating in general nowadays, mm-hmm. modern dating, is very much like the whole Angelina Jolie and like Brad Pitt syndrome where it's like mm. you date someone because you're attracted to them, right? And right. so when you're attracted to them, there's like a very physical component to it, but yeah. you expect everything to kind of just come with it as well. Mm. And so you put someone else like on a pedestal. And so right. when you get into a relationship and you first start arguing and you learn about the other person, you're just like, oh, they're not who I expected them to be. Mm. But when you start from like a friendship and you're actually trying right, to understand right, each other yeah, yeah. and like get to know each other, accept each other for your differences, yeah. I feel like that's a better foundation for a relationship or it's much easier to yeah. actually build no, that. I think I think that's really true. And I think going through friendship where you know, you kind of like align first on your values mm-hmm. and on mm. your, uh, your personality traits seems to set you up for success much more than just there being like that, you know, attraction. animalistic fire, like attraction. But there's one thing, like, when you guys are talking about this, I thought about, like, me and my boo, and I'm like, you know, like, when we do, like, have problems or when we're fighting, I feel like your mind gets so clouded with, we're in a fight right now, and you forget all, all the other qualities right. through your through mm. your relationship, your friendship. Mm-hmm. Then you forget, like, oh, my God, you bring all these great things to our relationship. And, like, when we're fighting, you're like, I feel so hurt. But you're like, but right. you make me feel great because you, me and you value family. Me, me and you have fun doing this. And, yeah. like, and actually, Mel, when you're saying because you've been single for so long and then now you're like with someone and how hard it is to fight. I mean, I've had even like altercations with someone I barely just started dating mm-hmm. because I haven't I haven't been used to like dealing with emotions for so long. The moment that like Pandora's box opens up, I like, yeah, I freak out too. And I like, I get really sad and I get really angry. And yeah, it's hard to to transition. And I don't I don't know. Because yeah, it's like, it's, here's this person that you like super care about. And you're like, oh, you get me. You yeah. Know? yeah. You get me. And then when the moment they don't get you, you're like, like, what the fuck? Why don't you get me? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. And it's kind of toxic. And then I made this comparison when I was fighting. I was like, I'm so used to dealing with like, you know, like conflict in a work setting. It's like, oh, let's sit down and talk about what, what's not working and how we. That's yeah, when same. emotions aren't involved, <laughs> that, it's, right? It's yeah. Because I, like, even with your friends, you kind of like, I don't know, me and my friends fight really cordial. Like, oh, you know, I just didn't like when you did that. Oh, mm, really? Okay, I'm right, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Done. But when you bring in, like, your boyfriend, it's, your emotions are just heightened. Yeah. And it's not like, I'm like, wait, why are you getting mad? We need to talk about this and then write down our point A, B, and C and then move on from there. And yeah. Then, but sometimes it's, it's not like that. I think people also approach um, arguments or how to express their feelings differently. Right? Yeah. Like, you might be styles. totally on the same wavelength yeah. in terms of, like, everything else in life. Like, yep. I don't know, cooking day-to-day life, everything else. But then when it yeah. comes to, like, how to express your emotions, sometimes people get angry. Sometimes people need time to just, yeah. like go to a corner and just sit and like play, play Candy Crush or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, for me, 
I want to solve things now. Like, I don't care. We're fighting. Mm -hmm. We got to figure out now. I'm like that too. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, like in the moment, like I think I'm so level-headed. In the moment, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm being so level-headed and like an adult and I wanted to fix it out now. And he was like, nah, dude, I'm mad. Like, you got to give me some space. And I'm I'm someone that like, the more space you create for me and the more time that passes, the more anxious The more anxious I get. Yeah. But then one thing I'm learning is like, you know what? Like for the better of our relationship and for for us to solve this, I need to let that happen because it's mm. not fair for me to ask you, let's fix it now, let's fix it now. When yeah. you're like, dude, I can't, I'm, I, I need to I'm walk not away. It's kind of like the differences yeah. in like love language, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like differences in argument languages. Well, what's your argument language? Uh, for me, I liked, I think, hold on, let me, let me think about it. So I feel like it's changed. Mm, that's interesting too. Like how, how you might change your, your way of expressing your emotions. Right. Yeah. I think before I used to be, I would say a lot more immature in how I argued in that I felt like I was always right mm. and I wasn't as willing to hear the other person's side. And mm. I think like you, Mel, I also wanted to just be like, oh yeah, like let's just make up and, and call it a day and not, you know, bring it into the next day or mm-hmm. just like get over it You just faster, wanted to find yeah. the you know? Yeah. And I think now it's more like arguments I see are actually good for a relationship because then during those moments, you can actually figure out what it is the other person really needs. Right. And like, how do you cater to that to that, and, and compromise a little bit from yourself so that you can actually work it out in the future? Because that's probably going to come up again at some mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything else is, is like great, good, but like these moments of contention, that really defines like how like strong your relationship is. That's true. So are you someone that do you like kind of working through it in the moment or do you need space to think about stuff? And I think deal with your I am more of a like, let's let, let me hear your side. You hear my side. And sometimes it like gets heightened because it's like, all right, you hear my side. Yeah. Let's hear more of my side. <laughs> Why are our voices getting louder and faster? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so in those moments, it's like, OK, let's take a like let's mm. step away a little bit, yeah. take a break and then come back. So I like to try and figure it out faster, yeah. but sometimes that's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Janet? I mean, I just cry. It's bad. I mean, because I haven't been in a relationship in so long. Like when I, I feel like the, the brief kind of like longer term relationships I've had in the last couple of years, because I'm not used to dealing with my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I, like you, Mel, I'm not someone who gets angry. I get sad right away. And so if someone mm-hmm. comes at me oh with God, anger, me I shut down Do and I can't. Yeah. Um, but I, and then I also have this desire to solve problems like right away because I don't like them to linger. But as with the both of you ladies, I've learned over time that you can't always do that and you have to kind of learn to be patient and like, I'm just like Janet, like in the moment when we're like fighting, even though we're fighting, we're both mad. All of a sudden I, I switch to, I just start I need crying. To be, I need yeah. to be nurtured. And it makes it, it, makes <laughs> it like, worse if you like, like come over here and hug me. And you, and and I think I told, I told him, I was like, we're fighting. Like, I just need you to hug me. He's like, dude, but I'm mad. Like, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard for me when I'm mad. I was like. And then, and then in my head, I was like, am I asking something so unreasonable right now? Yeah. You know, it's just hard. And it's like, if you go over and hug him, he'd be like, what the F? Like, yeah. I'm not yeah. in this like, place exactly. right now. And one thing I noticed too, like, I think one thing I need to learn is to apply what I learned about him to our, like, not saying our next fight, but we're going to have like more like conflict. Yeah. But I think like last time I, I half-heartedly tried to, but not really. Because I think he, he knew, um, he said, he told me, I need my space. Mm-hmm. And then. I was like, okay, three hours. That's enough space, right? <laughs> no, it's not. You have like a time. timer going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, because I'm so anxious. Think. I'm just like, I wanna, yeah, yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, that three hours for me is like a year. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that wasn't enough time. So I was like, okay, you know what? Next time, I really just have to walk away and just, you know what? We'll figure it out later. Because yeah. one thing I did learn is, um, when I'm given that time, sometimes I feel like in the moment you feel like you're in the right. 
right? Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know why he's acting this way. I, I think what I asked is reasonable. But then when you give enough space to think about it, it's like maybe like, then you start reevaluating. Like, what did I, maybe yeah, sometimes I, you need you the time need for to, yourself. Yep. Yep. So we're talking about like arguments, but I guess more situationally, like how do you prevent the argument from happening, right? So what do you think is driving a lot of the confrontation arguments that you guys are having if you want to talk about it oh no for me it's more like i i don't know i think it's because we're so fresh right in our relationship i don't know what triggers each other so mm. i guess the last argument what drove trigger that argument um well i think one fight i won't go into too much of details but i think i asked him to like pr- to give me more or something mm-hmm. that sounds really dirty <laughs> Wait, that's not what it is. I'm really happy in that L. <laughs> no, but um, I think I asked him to give me more support mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with the podcast, mm-hmm. to be honest. Because mm-hmm. I look at you, Helen, mm-hmm. I see how supportive your boyfriend is mm-hmm. with our podcast. And then I asked him that really, like, cordially. And he yeah. was like, he got really quiet. And he's like, well, he's like, I, I, I thought I'd give you support. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I think in my mind, like, he does. Like, I talk to him about our outlines and things, and he gets really excited about, yeah. you know, if we have good opportunities coming. But the fact that maybe because I compare that to what your boyfriend does, that's, it's, yeah. that's not fair because right. the fact that he's a producer on our show right. yeah. versus my boyfriend isn't. And it's just, like, this spiraled out to this other thing. Like, he's like, well, you don't support me on this. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask him what he, like what are you passionate about or what do you yeah. like or things like that? Cause it's like, it's not fair for me to ask for you to give me something, but I'm not giving that back. Right. I'm glad also that he brought up like, Oh, I kind of wish you supported me more in mm-hmm. a different aspect because that's like a small seed of like, like, ugh, she's not doing this. That could mm-hmm. grow into something that's bigger. Right? Exactly. right. So it's almost like it's better to bring it up and nip it in the bud right away. Mm-hmm. It's difficult if you don't know what you're asking for though. Yeah. Right. All right. So Helen, how about you? What's the last thing you and your boo thing thought about? Hmm. I would say maybe even along the same lines of like expectations and mm-hmm. communication. So New Year's, I was in Boston and he was in the Bay Area mm-hmm. and I had texted him. And I was like, oh, hey, can we do this? Can we like go hiking on New Year's Eve and bring our journals and just like have a moment to ourselves and, you know, just have alone time, but be together and yeah. just write and reflect about the year and like That's what we're looking yeah. you know, forward to. So get to SF. And New Year's Eve, and it was kind of rushed. Um, and maybe he didn't get it in the text message. Like that journaling part was really important to me because mm-hmm. it was just through text. Where I was like, "Can we get our journals and do yeah. this?" So I had expected that we would be like that super gung ho about this. Yeah. That mm-hmm. we would, you know, this is definitely something that we were doing. And then it comes time to it. It felt like it was kind of like a, oh yeah, let's let's all right, let's go do this. Um, like a casual thing. Like a casual yeah. thing, right? And not journaling and mm-hmm. just going on a hike. But the whole journaling thing like wasn't a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I had gotten like upset. We already went into the car and I didn't bring like my journal. He didn't bring his either. And instead of me saying like, oh, why didn't we bring our journals? Mm-hmm. I was just upset in the car. And so that started an argument. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I feel like in a way, like you in your mind, you're like this is really important to me and to us. Or like I thought it'd be really cool. And then... The fact that maybe in your mind, like, oh, he blew off so easily. Or, like, oh, kind of, like, oh, brushed it off. You're like, yeah. I wanted you to mm-hmm. know that this is important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then that happens a lot. And then instead of just talking about it. Right. So yeah. it's, it, at the end of the day, it is really about, like, communication and, like, really pushing the point and not expecting the other person to already know what you're thinking mm-hmm. or what's right. in your mind. I agree. I'm like that a lot, too, though. I feel like I will – I feel like if they don't get it and then I start to feel hurt – 
it's hard for me to bring myself down and just like, because one way you can nip it in the bud is just say it directly, right? right? Like, hey, this is something I really wanted to yeah. do. But I, when I'm emotional like that and I feel hurt, I'm like, why doesn't like, oh, every movement he's making is like, he's not getting it. He's not getting yeah. it. It just makes it worse and worse. And you get more and more pissed off. Yeah. And, more and then it becomes more physical where you show it yeah, in your physical yeah. like movements and appearance. Yeah. And you're like, can't he tell that I'm mad right now? Yeah. <laughs> and then that makes it worse too is like maybe he doesn't get it, but he might he probably senses you're upset. Right. But you're like, why aren't you reacting? Yeah. Like you're not you're not acknowledging that I'm like feeling pain or I'm not like not happy or and something. And then he's probably like getting more mad, like, why is she just yeah, telling me? Why what's is wrong? she upset? Exactly. But, so and then it kind of yeah. snowballs. Yeah. And then so becomes this whole happened. like and he, and he goes, What's wrong? Nothing. It's everything's fine. And then he's <laughs> like, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. And then and then it just becomes this whole like I asked her and Whenever a woman like, says everything is fine usually it's not fun <laughs> but and and to to our point like we should try to be more communicative but for a guy to just as like a you know if your woman says that please try right. to ask her but then like i would say that um like he got upset that i was like holding this back and i hadn't communicated yeah. but i'm like why are you getting upset when that i'm upset when i'm upset yeah. Yeah. yeah so i feel like that happens like a lot and actually yeah it does. Mm-hmm. right so i would say that now when like that was sort of a learning moment for us yeah it's like if you're feeling a certain way and you're gonna bring in some sort of negativity into like our dynamic our dynamic yeah. currently like you're responsible for saying it and then having the other person react rather than right. just assuming mm-hmm. right to like just communicate it up front if you know that it might become something yeah if they don't act on it and it becomes something that's on you then you're mm-hmm. assuming that the other person can read your mind which which they can't I think communication is always like the, it's always, I always like boil it down to like if things, if there's an issue, it's because you guys didn't communicate yeah. like clearly what's mm-hmm. going on. And the thing mm-hmm. is, I feel it's so easy to say, right? Because everyone talks about what's, you know, it's commonly highlighted as like the most important thing in a relationship. But what makes it hard to communicate is when you're emotional, right? Yeah. Like it's not, it's not easy to do all that. It's easy to say logically, but to actually like execute when you're like heated or when you're hurt or when you're angry, mm-hmm. I think it's like really hard to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the other person ever is doing anything to hurt you intentionally yeah. right yeah 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 intent actually that is that's a very good point i think intention makes such a big difference but even then sometimes it can be difficult to be empathetic to that when you're feeling so much no, right? I, agree. Mm-hmm. I think in addition to that like approach is one of the bigger things that we do talk about too like if you're upset and you're gonna bring up something that is making you feel upset instead of being irrational about it and like just right off the bat just like hey, you aren't doing this or whatever, like, try to understand where they're coming from. I feel like that solves a lot of the issues Mm -hmm. because then you understand, like, what they're thinking and that their intent is not to ignore what you had wanted to to do. Like, give them an opportunity to defend or explain, kind of, right? Right. And, like, and also, this is, like, so stupid, but I think it's applicable to many, like, areas even like at work when you're giving feedback or something yeah always bring up something positive first yeah and then bring up something that you're That's not true. feeling um mm-hmm. so good about so i've been trying to take that approach the more if you're already going to talk about something heavy if you're coming off either angry or sad it makes it worse right oh so yeah trying to keep it as like positive as possible mm-hmm. that's i think that's really good advice We kind of are talking about our, we're like kind of sharing some of our, our issues. Do you, what's your kind of philosophy or theory on when you guys fight with your partner and then do you talk about it with your friends? What have been your experiences on like feedback that you get or have you had friends come to you sharing some of their relationship things and like how do you generally like navigate that? I think for me, I, one natural way I cope with problems is I vent a lot. 
to my friends. But one thing I'm learning also being in a relationship, like talking to my my boyfriend, he he brings up a good point. He's like, you know, I think this is when we have problems or anything, I want it to stick between me and you. Because mm. he's like, you don't want everyone knowing you're dirt, right? Right. And I feel like um, I have heard a lot of situations with my other friends when they would talk about their issues to like to us all we fixate on are the issues of the relationship we don't see the good things that are happening in the relationship right. and then we naturally think like oh this guy's shit for you because why do you have so many mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. but in reality all she's sharing is her problems right not right. she comes to you for advice when things are bad she's exactly yeah she go to me when things are good yeah I'm like that's <laughs> gonna be with him right when yeah. are good. <laughs> i feel like i go to helen a lot because i'm like help me i'm in a relationship <laughs> i'm a noob <laughs> Did you vent a lot to your friends, or who do you vent to? Or I think in the, the beginning of our relationship, like I did vent a lot to um, like friends from home that mm. I felt like were more removed from the situation. Mm. But I realized that the downside of that is that that's all I hear because mm-hmm. I'm not right. home as often. Um, so anytime we like catch up, girl talk and what whatnot, like I, I would bring things up then, and they'd be like, "Dang, what a terrible guy." And I'd be like, yeah, but no. And But they, you're not they don't hear the, the but no. Yeah, because right? yeah. they don't hear the good stuff. So, yeah, when we first started our relationship, it was like a little rocky. So mm. a lot more arguments then. And now I feel like we're a lot more stable. So I'll go back and tell them like, oh, yeah, we're so good now. You know, we moved in together, blah, blah. And they're mm-hmm. like, but is he still like this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, he's not. And they're like, you sure? I'll have to like meet him and, and see, see for, for myself. myself yeah. Right? So now I'm like a little bit more cautious about who I talk to. Yeah. I think my sister is for sure my outlet because mm. I do call her and I tell her like everything any, mm-hmm. anytime we're like going through something yeah. to a point where she's just like, Helen, okay, I'm just gonna put my phone down, but I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Go Annie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think you do need someone to be your outlet when mm-hmm, yeah. you're you know venting or you feel like you have to vent because right. when you internalize it that's when it gets really it bad. gets so bad yeah. yeah yeah but i think also knowing the balance like don't be like don't be telling like ten thousand people your issues but like right. find like one person or a, like a few that you yeah. feel like you can confide in mm-hmm. but also try to like i don't know for me it's like respecting your relationship that's why you do that too yeah and it's helpful if it's like if you go to someone like your sister who knows you really well, mm-hmm. who knows your personality, who knows your values, and when you're sharing things, like they understand that it's coming from your perspective, right? And I think it's good to have that person who knows you be like a gut check. Yeah. Because you might have a certain inclination yourself, but they might be able to offer you an alternative perspective. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like one thing is like you don't want to have go to that girlfriend who's always taking your side. Because it's right. then they're yeah. like, what a, what an asshole. And I was like, yeah, right. but I also want someone to like understand understand that, yeah. and call me out on my bullshit too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So finding that right, right person also is a challenge too. Right. And it's definitely helpful to just talk to someone because or else you're going to see just your side, right? Like yeah. Janet, you were saying, just having someone offer that alternative perspective. Like, oh, well, did you think about maybe he's thinking this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you're like, oh shit, was he? Yeah. <laughs> well, Janet, do you have any, like, did you vent to friends or? Yeah, I have like a couple of close girlfriends that I feel like know me really well and I know them really well. And so whenever things happen, like I will, I'll just like word vomit to them, you know, either yeah. through like Gchat or on the phone. I'm just like, blah, all these things, stress, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and usually they'll be able to, um, yeah, they're always, I feel like they listen really well and because they know me, they'll always offer kind of like, well, I know that you're this way, blah, blah, blah. And I try, I try to do that for them as well. And my approach usually is like, I want to be more of like an outlet for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like giving people advice so much because no matter how close you are to them, you are not one of the two people involved, right? Mm. And so generally it's like, 
I might, if I feel like there's a red flag, I'll say something, you know, but otherwise it's usually like, this is my perspective, but it's my opinion. I don't know. Or it's more like, I'll just listen and you ask them questions to help them come up with the answer themselves. Damn, Janet. <laughs> I feel like, no, Janet always like, when I, when I talked about like, you know, work stuff and vent to her, like she's like a really good big sister. Yeah. You have a good ear. Aww. I really, Thank you. I was, vom- I was word vomiting to Janet this morning. Actually. <laughs> oh my God, work stuff, stress on blast. <laughs> So one thing I do want to talk about before we end this episode is I actually want to call myself out on something that I realized being in a relationship is that I used to be really judgmental on my friends and their relationships and their problems because they'd vent to me and I'd be like, why are you with him? You could do so much better. And I was that girlfriend too. But then now being in a relationship after so many years, you realize like every relationship has their own issues and nothing's perfect. And for you to figure out if you want to fight for this person and want to right. work things out and, and if that person is your special person. Mm-hmm. And when when your friends vent to you, like that's just their issue. There's one problem they might have. And I think before when I would hear other their problems, I'm just like, it's easy for me to be like, no, this yeah. is not, not, not okay. Mm-hmm. This doesn't yeah. work. Right. And it's kind of default because they're your friends. So you go into protective mode. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's one thing I'm learning is like to really understand that like, Every relationship has their own issues and their right. own dynamics, and they all figure out in their own different way how to solve them. Oh, Mel's getting so mature. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Almost 30. No. <laughs> I have like three more years. Yeah, Mel, I think it's, it's really cool to see your process in a relationship. Like you getting into a relationship and now you going through, you know, the highs and the lows that yeah. I think a lot of relationships do go through yeah. and not a lot of people talk about it. So I'm glad that you shared your experiences with us. I feel like we're growing with you yeah. and our listeners are also growing with you yeah. as you keep sharing. I'm sure a lot of people appreciate the reality. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of ABG and joining us on our problem-solving relationships episode. Um, you can catch us on our social at Asian Boss Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and we're on iTunes at ABG yeah. Asian Boss Girl. Yes, yeah. Subscribe so that we'll just show up in your feed. Um, if you're so inclined, please uh, give us a rating or write us a review. And if you guys have any experiences that you want to share about problem-solving in relationships, um, write us at AsianBossGirl at gmail.com. Catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.